0: Good evening, everyone. Good to see you here, and we appreciate our visitors. Tonight, I want to talk about something that I think is very important. It's called Make an Effort. In this country, we have gotten to the point where we don't make an effort, we expect things just to happen. And that's not always a good case. Our text is from Luke chapter 13, beginning verse 23. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able." When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open for us and he will answer and say to you, I do not know you, where you are from. Then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you, where you are from, depart from me all you workers of iniquity." If I ask you to name a famous inventor, I'm sure all of you could come up with one. The one I have in mind is Thomas Edison. We know he had a great influence on our society. He still does. He invented the light bulbs, which we use here in our auditorium. He invented uh, the method for distributing electricity to our home. And we know what that's like when we don't have it, don't we? Of course, he invented the phonograph. He even invented motion pictures. What would we do without those? Maybe we should try sometime. But What was the key to his success? Well, he himself stated That genius is 1% inspiration and 99% what? Perspiration, yeah. So in other words, his success came by persistent effort. Well, when we worked, when he worked, he literally forgot everything else. We've all done that, haven't we? Sometimes it's not a good thing. But he would forget to eat or sleep. He was obvious uh, it was obvious that time meant nothing to him in a situation like that. So why is it that so few reach heaven? Well, the question was answered in Luke thirteen twenty three. 23. Uh, the answer is that many desire heaven, but few put in the effort to seek it. The same answer to the question of faith. A living faith works. We read about this in James in chapter 2, 14 through 26. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know O foolish man, that faith without works is dead. Was not Abraham, our father, justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, as a sacrifice? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect. So, likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers? and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. So, the question is, do you really have faith? And how are you showing your faith? What are you doing? Now, some of the things I have to say here don't apply to this audience. So don't be offended by what I say. But when someone misses services for the least reason, where's the effort? Or the times we gather here to study, when people don't come, what does that say about your faith? And another thing that is happening here that really needs to be corrected Is people repeatedly late to class, Uh, especially on Sunday mornings, we'll have a class and the biggest portion of the people aren't here until at least over halfway through the class. Didn't used to be that way. And there have been times when we have arrived and we try to get here before things start. But we see visitors in the parking lot. Um, that's, That's not good. It's not this way at other congregations. We need to make more of an effort to correct that. For our last gospel meeting, the preacher was here waiting to get in. and No one was here in the parking lot. When Charles Thomas was preaching recently, he was here by himself no one was here this is a new development and I'm, I'm not sure what has caused it but but we need to correct it and as I say doesn't apply to the ones that are here you guys are here anyway so suppose someone was in a competition and they went to this competition But they were late. And they never practiced. How do you think that would turn out? What are their chances of winning? Well, 1 Corinthians talks about this. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So we have many who are in danger of becoming disqualified. Just how badly do you want to reach heaven? I'm afraid many don't really care. That, that's just a situation that we have found ourselves in. I'm afraid that we expect it to be easily easily gained. But we know we have to work, don't we? When we come up from being baptized it's a lifelong activity, and we've got to work at it. So notice Paul's request of Timothy in 1 Timothy four twelve through 16. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word and conduct, in love and spirit and faith and purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue to them, continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So, we know that Timothy was a preacher, yet... He was not to allow his youth to be an excuse. He was to be diligent in all things. And it literally means to keep on practicing. He was to give himself wholly to these things. So to what extent? Why would you do that? Well so that others can see you progress. Matthew five sixteen tells us, Let your light so shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's very sad to see far too many digressing instead of progressing. We know that Christ died for people who were zealous to do his will. In Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, we are the product of God's effort. We were created as Christians for the purpose of doing good works. So, this sustained effort that is required means that we've got to persevere. We can only gain our objective of heaven if we do not grow weary. We must be careful to maintain our good works, as Titus 3.8 tells us. And part of the problem, I think, is that we're just not reaching our goal in this life. It's easy to get distracted. There are so many things that distract us nowadays. So many activities we can be involved in that aren't related to coming to class, coming to worship service. We know that Satan lures us with sin, and we take our eyes off the goal because of that. But consider those who have blazed a trail for us, of course, I'm talking about Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 16. And remember this, heaven is only reached if we hold on until the end. We've got to do that. Colossians 1, 21 through 23. And you once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, Yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. And, of course, we've got to remember the warning of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 24 through 26. Just remember, it's not a game that we're playing. It's not a game where we win if we have more positive points than negative. It doesn't matter what we were, but what we are. And most importantly, you should always remember this, it's why we want to see people here. The reason we gather together is to help each other. <clears throat> Hebrews 10:23 through25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. So in closing, if you you see flowers in a garden, they look very beautiful, don't they? But what happens when they're cut? They don't last too long, do they? When our brethren aren't here to study, they don't attend the studies regularly, they don't attend worship service, they have essentially cut themselves off from the very things that nourish them. So we need to work very hard to get this going again, to get our numbers up to what they were not too long ago. I know we can do it. And I'll finish with Hebrews 10, 37 through 39. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. So this is our important work. And in order to accomplish it, we all need to be here, and I appreciate you all being here. It's it's very encouraging. We just need to get um, others interested in this. If you have not put Christ on in baptism, this would be the perfect opportunity. Uh, you can begin that walk, and you are among your family here and your loved ones. Or if you have. Fallen short, and you need the prayers of the church, this would be the time for you to come forward and let us know as we sing the invitation song.